Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Almer Abraham. He's the founder and CEO at Ultra Tell. Almer, welcome to the show. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I think what you guys are doing at Ultra Tell is actually really innovative and cool. But maybe before we get into all that stuff, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Okay, I grew up in a city called Alexandria in Egypt on the Mediterranean okay. Sea. And I uh, moved to the States like 21 years ago. And uh, ironically, I also moved to Alexandria, Virginia. So Interesting. <laughs> so you went to university. What did you take and why? I, uh, I uh, studied uh, computer science in the School of Engineering, Alexandria University. Okay. I, uh, I always uh, dreamed of... Uh, uh, doing uh, something different when it comes to technology. So uh, I wanted to study this field to be able to, to work on this field and, and uh, achieve some of my, my dreams. Very cool. So was there like a defining moment or what got you passionate about technology at such an early age? Uh, yes, as uh, most of this, uh, this age in the 80s, uh, early 90s, the right. computer was something new, the PCs and the, the games on the computer on this early age. And uh, uh, seeing different uh, types of uh, businesses now using computers was something new that uh, uh, encouraged me that I wanted to be in this field. No, ma makes total sense. So you get out of, well, you get your master's. What made you decide to do an MBA? So in, uh, in my early career, I moved, uh, uh, um, uh, once I, I started with a software development career, I okay. moved to the senior uh, uh, software development engineers, and then uh, I moved quickly to the managerial position. And uh, moving from the technical background to the managerial position, I found that I, I needed to learn more about uh, the business side of, uh, of, every, of, of every idea. So uh, that encouraged me to go to the MBA uh, so I can uh, add to my, my, uh, uh, my knowledge on the finance, finance part, the sales part, the marketing, and so on. Got you. Okay. So walk us through your career up until coming up with the idea and founding Altatel. Okay, so uh, I actually started with software uh, uh, development uh, uh, companies that to do um, work workflow automation uh, and and uh, things that help streamline businesses uh, uh, back office operation and so on. But then I uh, uh, I quickly moved to telecommunications. So. Uh, I was the head of uh, the software development in a startup in telecom in early 2000. And, uh, and this uh, pushed me now to the usability of the technology. It's not only a software that you sell to consumer. It's a software that is used 
to do like other to affect other sectors like telecommunication and, and medical and so on so uh, my uh, last 20 years i spent i spent it in telecommunication plus software and uh, uh, early after this startup made a big uh, a big uh, leap uh, went uh, from 0 to 140 million in 3 years i wow. uh, started to build my own uh, company uh, i joined uh, i i started another company earlier than Altatel called Teleplus and then uh, uh, this company grew to be a top technology company in Deloitte and Touche uh, Inc. 5000 fast grow, growing private business uh, and it was specifically in telecommunication back end uh, uh, service provider networking uh, international long distance products and so on for consumer but then I see this the shift in the field that this this field now is all the the application for communication that is free with Messenger, Skype, and so on. Uh, that the, the telecommunication sector was wanted a shift towards the business side of the business, not not the consumer. So I, I uh, thought about the idea of the uh, a business phone solution for businesses, but on uh, in the cloud. So we can uh, we can leverage the cloud weave of uh, getting all the advantage of the cloud, but specifically for the telecom sector that used to be uh, uh, just a, a traditional uh, on-premise uh, on PPXs, a service provider, the largest service provider, uh, the legacy that are in the area that, that, that only available to offer you service. But when you move to the cloud, now you can leverage a lot of things that comes with remote working, uh, business continuity plan, disaster recovery, and, uh, and also availability and convenient of work. So this idea came around 2010. Uh, we developed the product. We actually were a user of this product. Then we uh, went through a maturity uh, cycles until we released uh, uh, this first version in probably 2012. And then we took from there. By 2015, we rebranded to Altatel. And, uh, and here we go. We started with Altatel. Interesting. Okay. So for, for people that don't understand what that really means going to the cloud, because I think a lot of people, especially coming up, they've always kind of just used the cloud, but how did you guys transition businesses from that kind of hardware in an, a physical office into the cloud, you know, uh, almost like nine years ago or 10 years ago to what it is today? And then I want to dive into all the features and products and services that you guys offer today. Okay, great. So the cloud is is a new wor word for things that we used to do a long time ago. So it's actually started with anyone that used a Hotmail or Yahoo email sure. before. It was actually a cloud solution, but they did not call it at this time cloud, which means there is all my emails, all my inbox is always there in a high reliable place that is always connected i can connect to it from any device from anywhere anytime and i'm expecting that it's it's going to be there all the time so basically this idea uh, developed into businesses with the digital transformation moving all their servers their their storage their applications to similar environment high availability environment that can be accessed from anywhere, and it's always up. It expected to be uh, uh, always continue 100% up all the time, and so on. So that's the main idea. But now, when when we move to the communication and the, the telecommunication sector, 
Any businesses that has a, a, phone, a, a need for a, a phone, which, which 100% of the businesses use phones still to communicate with their customers, is they, they traditionally used to own a phone, serve, a phone system that is hosted in their, uh, in their office, in the back closet, on-premise, on and then they connect this phone system to the PSTN or the, the, uh, the uh, public telephony uh, network using a service provider of the area. So it's a two-component that always controlled how businesses communicate with the outside world. So with, with this new idea of Altatel, is getting those two components together. So the phone system and the service provider moved to the cloud. Now the user will not be limited to their own premise or, own, or their offices for, for service delivery. They can connect to this cloud as they used to connect to their email or to any cloud solution from anywhere on any device. Got you. Okay, so when you say any device, and I'm assuming this is configurable, I can either take my company iPhone or I can bring my own company iPhone or, or how does that kind of work? Yes, that's, a, that's great. Uh, we can actually use the traditional phone, desktop phone that becomes okay. now an IP phones. And we support most of the IP phones. And uh, also you can use a soft phone on your laptop or Mac, or you okay. can use your uh, mobile app on an iOS and Android. So it's actually any device, any operating system that can have can be your dialer, even if it's a it's a hardware or a software, but it still connects to the server to to the to the system in the cloud. And now you are a user with the traditional uh, old time extension number that can make calls and receive calls from anywhere. Okay, interesting. So you guys have built specific apps that run on my desktop, my phone, my tablet, kind of thing that connects to some of the traditional services that I've probably had for decades, but those traditional services are in the cloud. Is that a simple way to put it or I'm missing something there? Yes, that's exactly how you put it. But also during the time, we did not only create these apps, but we figured that your communication is part of the story. If you are a user that communicates to your customer or your vendor, you probably are on the phone, but doing something else. Maybe you're using a CRM application, you're, you're putting information in another system and so on. So during the years, we have also built some in, uh, integration with these other cloud application that can let you use this communication tool with one application. So you can integrate your phone system with your CRM application. Now you have the the user the the easy the the user experience improvement the focus on one app and the easy of use and so on. Interesting. No, I I think that that makes a lot of sense. The other thing, and and people some people are going to laugh, is like you guys support online facts, and obviously people have been um, working remote, but there's still a tremendous amount of businesses, especially even in healthcare, that still part of their day-to-day -day and a large majority of theirs is accepting faxes. And obviously it's tricky to accept faxes to a traditional fax machine in an office that we're not allowed to go to right now, right? Exactly, exactly. Because of this fact that you mentioned and because of our mission, it's we don't want to interrupt any business, any current business process. We wanted to improve it. So we always have to uh, accommodate for these types of special scenarios like the faxes. So 
the fax has also a solution for online. So we, we created also the online faxes. And uh, even if you still have the need for a traditional fax machine, we still can connect a device next to the fax, the old fax machine to transfer it also to a cloud fax. Okay, so when, a com when you guys are onboarding a company then, do you take an inventory of like my current kind of hardware, software operating systems and then come up with a custom package or how does that kind of work? Uh, yes, definitely there is like a, a, a streamlined packaging uh, and pricing for our service. But uh, the, during, because this service, uh, like you mentioned exactly, it needs an onboarding. So you're moving from an old system to a new system. You're used to be using the service somehow and then you're, you're switching to a new system. So there's some configuration on the new system to accommodate for your old settings. So yes, we do uh, start the process by assigning an onboarding team for these businesses that walk them through the process by, like you said, taking the inventory of what they're using right now, any devices, any users working remo remotely, any integration with their own other software uh, needed, like you mentioned, the online faxes now. Maybe doctors have fax servers that com communicate to their patient's management system and so on. So we take all these uh, requirements and then we map it to the new environment and help our customers move from the old system to the new system before we cut the service from the old provider to the new network. Got you. Okay. That, make, that makes sense. So how has... Well, actually, no. We'll get into that in a few minutes. So how has your business kind of changed or or adapted because a lot of the stuff that you guys have been doing for a number of years before the pandemic obviously very much helps businesses uh kind of transition to remote work so how has your business kind of stayed the same and changed since uh covid uh, yeah, so that's uh, we. Uh, I expected in 2018 that 50% uh, of the workforce will be by 2020 remote. So oh, uh, we did we did not know that on 2020 it would be 90% or almost 100% at some some point of time that work is remote. But uh, uh, yes, it, it's uh, the the move to the cloud is is enabler to this remote workforce idea. And even before the pandemic, the, the need for uh, collaboration between your co-workers that might only 10% of them working remote is still a need. And it, it's still not only a need, sometimes it's a, it's a mandatory for businesses to be ready for this type of environment. The pandemic just accelerated everything, put the focus or, uh, and the light on this need. And, and those who are ready uh, with this uh, capabilities and already moved to the cloud benefited from this because for them was only setting up the new system, enabling people to take their phones and go home or reroute the phones to the mobile app on their phone that they already had. But also put the pressure on other businesses that they were not ready at the time to look for the solution that is already there two or three years before. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned it a couple of times. You guys integrate with a few CRMs. Do you want to elaborate on uh, what that means and, and how you guys integrate with them? Sure. So uh, uh, top, top CRM, top, 
cloud CRM specifically also because as we move to the cloud, people moved also to CRM in the cloud, that they, usually the, the customer service or the agent are expecting a call from a customer. They wanted to open their records. They wanted to put notes on the accounts and so on. So their, their separation between their phone and their CRM will, will, will put a lot of overhead on these agents to put the right notes that this customer called, this customer send an email and so on. But now with our phone system integrated to the, to the CRM, you, you get all the notification logged in automatically. You get the pop-up when the customer calls with the, uh, the, the records open with the customer information, uh, put the time of the call, allow you to put notes, and makes it easy for the agent to focus on the customer needs and questions instead of just focusing on filling some uh, overhead work. No, makes makes a lot of sense. You guys also launched a, uh, an integration with Microsoft Teams. Do you want to walk us through how you integrate with Teams? Sure. So uh, actually with, with Teams now uh, uh, exceeding 115 million users, uh, there was it, it's a great collaboration tools, by the way. And, and uh, the, the, the difficulty uh, for those people who were using this collaboration tool, tool to integrate, to, to talk to each other, collaborate to each other in the same company, is how can we communicate to the outside world? How can we make calls out of Teams and calls and make and receive calls in Teams uh, so we can leverage it. We have this app and we're working remotely using this app anyway. So actually, Microsoft came up with a solution for the direct routing, enabling this feature, and uh, selected few companies that has to, to give the certificate for the SBC, or the Session Border Controller, that, com that, that, uh, that works as the communicator between the Microsoft Teams environment and the outside world, the service providers. And uh, we were one of the early ones to implement an SBC and get the certificate for uh, for uh, for from Microsoft. Very cool. And you can also text, correct? Uh, yes, with our complete solution, we add text to Microsoft Teams too, uh, with with our phone system capabilities. No, that's really great because as somebody that sits on well, if you could see my desktop right now, I have literally all the different chat clients loaded on my <laughs> machine because I'm chatting here and there. And, you know, obviously yep. not all of it's work, but I think it's nice to have all your work stuff in Microsoft One Teams place. or whatever, right? One place, because then you can go back and find what you're looking for or search. Like it, nothing's worse than you're like, which email address did that come to? Or which message platform was I chatting to that person on? So it's cool that I can have everything in one application, or for the most part, maybe even just like a few applications. Exactly. So actually, this this drove our decision to make uh, this project from the beginning is the user experience. So we, we thought that uh, a lot of people are using Microsoft Teams now, and it's working good on mobile, on desktop, and on, on cell phones. So same user experience. If we can put this piece of the SBC, the integration, and make and and direct their calls in and out through Teams, they will have uh, one user experience. The, the, the deal was one app, so it's actually easier to install and maintain and train people and so on. But they are, in the same time, still capable of doing all the communication with their customers, vendors, and outside of their company's uh, numbers. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So how do you guys manage your internal roadmap compared to feature requests 
from your customers and then because like obviously you guys were like whoa microsoft teams is really popular we need to add support for this but were you also getting requests to integrate microsoft teams or, or walk us through how you decide your roadmap based on internal and external kind of factors so yes we we do have an internal roadmap to the product in general, but we listen a lot to our customers. So we always get feedback from our customer service, from our sales team. We have a mechanism in place to listen to these requests from the customer and see how does it fit with our product and how can it affect our roadmap and can, can we fit it or not to, to, to have a, a better user experience and so on. So yes, we, we do get the feedback from outside and from internal too. Got you, okay. And then do you have like advice or thoughts on how you manage what features you actually implement from your customers? Like, do you need a certain amount of customers or do you look at and say like, you know what, that's not that hard to implement or, or how do you decide what features to actually implement when they're requested by your customers? So yes, it, it really depends on the feature itself. And okay. if, if it affects a, 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 a big segment of our customers or future customers also, because we're always looking at the market in general, not only our own customer. And then we uh, evaluate the, the, the work required for this feature and how it plays well with other features. And what's the future if we add this feature? What's the track of improvement that we can do to this feature? And then we can decide. Okay. No, that makes sense. So one of the things that I've always found kind of intriguing, and I think a lot more startups should do is you guys have this global service provider feature. Do you like, so people can have a global presence, even if they're not physically located in that part of the world. Do you want to elaborate on what that is and, and what features you offer in that space? Yes, our as, as a service provider, we offer also inbound phone numbers in 72 different countries uh, beside the U.S. So if you are a U.S. company and you have like offices in London, in, 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 in different area in France and so on, we can provide your teams there their local numbers so they can have access to their customers in these local areas, calling them locally. And then we can, because of, of the cloud solution, we can route these calls to any of your teams worldwide. So we, we, we have customers that have teams in five different countries working five different shifts. And as the call comes in during the 24 hours, they have their own rules to route the calls to the different teams available. So we allow and enable these, these uh, uh, companies to, to be multinational and to have a higher type of support for their own customers, not only in the US, but also abroad. Sure. Well, and I also think that probably helps if you have a local number in France, for example, you probably want to route it to one of your French speaking customer service exactly. support people. Not saying that French people don't speak English, but traditionally they probably want to somebody to help them in their kind of traditional kind of language. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we, we, we always stress the customer service and we wanted to increase the customer service level for our uh, uh, businesses, our, our customers. So this is what you me just mentioned is a, a user experience. I mean, I would rather have him speak to the uh, French fluent agent that help him better for this customer and so on. Sure. And, and I think the cool thing is if you're a smaller company or a startup and maybe you only have offices in North America, 
you could have a local number in France, for example, to support your you know, customers over there, even if it gets routed to America, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah, it just makes your company look a little bit bigger and more kind of global. Yeah, more professional. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but I think it's extremely important. How secure or how do you guys handle security around this? Sure. So the, the security uh, subject is, is very important when it comes to the cloud and uh, being a, a, a provider for the last 20 years, we know the complexity of the subject and we take all the measures that complies with the high standards for security. So uh, this is very important for us, definitely. All our communication in the platform is secured. Uh, calls are encrypted um, and, and, uh, and any measures that, that is needed for this type of, of business, we are implementing. Sure. Is there a bit of delay because they're encrypted or not really anymore? No, not really anymore. No? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it used this, to be an issue, correct? Yeah. This call that we are working on on that right now is encrypted, so there's no delay. Yeah. No, fair enough. <laughs> I, um, so I'm curious, obviously you guys have been set up for kind of remote global work for a number of years now. You kind of predicted it was going to be a thing. Do you have any thoughts around how much remote work will kind of continue? Do you think a lot of people will go back to the office? Do you think it's 50-50? Or do you think it'll really depend on industry? So it actually depends on the industry. And we will have all the combinations based on the, on the industry. But what we know for sure, it's not going to be as before. It will be with some environment at least 50-50. Some, some verticals will have the, definitely the need for 80-20 being 80 on the remote side. So as you said, it's per vertical, but it will be definitely better and, and more than uh, before 2020. Sure. Well, and the nice thing about like going with your technology is it doesn't really matter if I work from home Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm in the office Tuesday, Thursday, or, or what combination of it. It's like, I just bring my devices, whether it's laptop, phone, tablet, et cetera, and I can still get all my communication to, as long as I have an internet connection or, or, or data from my, my phone, correct? Correct. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of, it, it's cool to be location agnostic and it doesn't really matter where I am globally, right? If I'm traveling, once we can travel again, or if I'm, you know, at home or, or wherever. Yes, correct. So as I'm long curious, as you have the internet connection, yeah, you are connected. Fair. fair enough. So how is 5G going to, is it basic, is it really going to change uh, the ability to offer more services while people aren't in a traditional kind of Wi-Fi or, or internet connection that they can be kind of on a park bench for lack of a better term for it? Yes, definitely. Anything that improves the infrastructure, being the internet is part of the infrastructure, will always improve the application that runs on this infrastructure. So like 10 years be before, when we did not, all of us as businesses have high-speed internet for lower price, we yeah. did not, we were not able to do these cloud solutions. But once the internet bandwidth and the cost is dropped, we are, we are now ready to do these applications in the cloud. So any, the, the 5G is, is I, I see it as part of improving the infrastructure and enabling, making it easy and uh, easy to deploy anywhere 
for a lower price rather than like maybe having a fiber installed now you can have just a connection with a 5g and you have the same speed so it will enable you to connect these applications easily sure and then obviously as it gets rolled out in more and more cities and kind of globally it's only going to get better exactly yeah very cool so i'm curious to know about some of the other maybe integrations that i can do on the platform do you guys have a, a set uh, set amount of integrations or will you build me a custom integration with some piece of software and or hardware that I maybe have that I need? So we have two routes. Basically, we build our own integration with the top used uh, software, cloud software that is used by the customers. But in the meantime, we also open the platform for API integration. So we enable other developers to integrate with their own solutions. Okay. So, so basically I can build stuff for my company specifically on top of your platform that I maintain and control. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. So, can you do you have some example? You don't have to tell me company names, but do you have some examples of things that have companies built um, to to do certain things? Just to give our listeners maybe an idea of what they could build on top of your platform. Sure, sure. So uh, one one example that is really relevant in the payment industry, you know, there is the PCI compliant, for example, that you cannot take credit card over the phone. And if right. you are in a, in a call center environment, you need to stop the recording. So now this customer can use our APIs to uh, uh, integrate with their CRM application whenever the customer is taking a payment from the payment page to call our APIs to stop the recording because of the compliance requirement and then to start the recording again after the, the agent takes the credit card. So this, this will be one example of how can you integrate with the phone system through our APIs from any of your own application. Interesting. No, I, I think that's that's actually probably one of the best use cases for being able to develop something on top of your platform. Yep. And and the idea, the idea is owned by our customers because we listen to these customers, these comes in the requirement, the compliance becomes a big issue for the customer, and they reach out to us and say, What what solution do you have? And then we work together in finding these types of solutions and then make other customers benefit from them. Right. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm curious to get your thoughts around, is there any other security measures or things that you guys have seen companies do or not do that you recommend they do, whether they're using your platform or not? Um, and I guess an example to maybe get us started is like getting their employees that are working remote to go through like a VPN, for example. But is there other things that you recommend? So we, we see the implementation of the security policies uh, changes from customer to customer and from need to need. But sure, uh, sure. always when, uh, when you are allowing your remote workers to go through VPN or secured connection, you always have a control as a corporate, as a network administrator. So our app being just an app, an additional app that will run on your connection, it will always be encouraged to be on a secured connection and managed connection. Okay. So this, this is always a good practice, yes. No, that makes a lot of sense. So I, I'm curious, what are your other thoughts around 
the industry right now because what I find fascinating about the space that you guys are in is there's kind of like this old system that's been around forever, but then you have all this new tech sitting on top of it that has to play nice. And that's really complicated sometimes, mm -hmm. but I also think that's kind of really freeing and allows you to do some really cool and innovative things. What are your thoughts on the space as a whole and, and where it's potentially going in the future? So I, I think we, we put a lot of uh, effort and focus now to find those segments that need a specific uh, user experience on top of our product. So I'll give you, for example, if you are using a video conferencing, yes, video conferencing as an infrastructure is available. You can connect to do a conference. But now, how would this video conference be on the class environment, on a board meeting environment? So maybe these types of application needs to be on top of the video conferencing solution to just fit on the user experience and makes their, their, their experience with this product better and so on. So we are actually spending... Uh, uh, some time now to develop these types of uh, uh, segmentation products, specific product for these segments to make the, their experience better. Interesting. Yeah, that, that does make sense because there's so many apps that do similar things, but the user experience is quite different. And just unifying that, because at the end of the day, and you can correct me if, if you don't agree, but like... At the end of the day, I think the average person, whether they're technical or not technical, they don't, they're getting, we're getting to a point where they don't care. They just want to say like, I want to call this person through audio. I want to video chat with this person, or I want to like message this person. And they don't really care how I get connected with that person. They just want to do the they just want to use the media form that they want, whether it's video, audio, both, or, or like some sort of text message, whether it's text or not. Do, do you see that? Like, they don't really care, right? Like, they just want it to work. Yes, definitely from the user side, when, it, when the technology becomes uh, used all, the, all day, it, it, they, they, they don't focus now on how it's working. They just wanted to see if it's helping me and if it's easy to work, easy to work with. Uh, definitely, you already passed the question of security and reliability and so on. Now they're focusing only how is it easy to be in one place. It's uh, one user experience and so on. So I agree with you, yes. No, very cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how that kind of plays out, right? With all the different platforms and all the companies building these things, how similar and different they are, and, and especially non-technical people like I watch like my mother-in-law, for example, it's just some technology that I think is like dead simple. You watch and it's like, you just watch how they interact with it. And sometimes they get it right away. Other times they don't at all. Right. And it's kind of fascinating to watch somebody kind of just struggle through it sometimes. Right. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. So one thing that I'm curious about with something like Microsoft teams is can you integrate my old kind of desk phone with Teams, or is that not really possible uh, at this point? Yes, that's actually possible. With our SBC, it will enable you to connect not only to your other service provider, but to your old uh, PPX or phone system. And in that integration, your desktop phone will still ring with your Microsoft team on any device. Oh, that's, that's actually very cool. So 
I, I'm curious to talk about pricing a little bit. Obviously, it's a bit different depending on on who you are, but can you give us some maybe some price ranges or um, kind of where people start and, and uh, kind of go from there on pricing? So pricing is, is really different on the, uh, the, the product itself, the features in each package and so on. But uh, it, it really depends. Uh, if you want, do you, do you want me to go through pricing for you? I can pause if you want. If you um, record well, just like kind of what does it start at? And then obviously, depending on people's needs, we can go from there. Yeah. Or they can go from there. Okay. So uh, as far as pricing, it starts maybe in the range of 20s and goes up as you add the features and integrations and so on. Okay. So it's, it's pretty inexpensive. Yes, it should be. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, but we're kind of coming to the end of the show. So how about we close with mentioning where people can get more information about yourself, the company, and any other links you want to mention? So uh, you can visit our website at altatel.com. If you see a lot of information about the product and the features, and we have uh, all the uh, communication tools listed on the website. Perfect. And that's U-L-T-A tel.com correct perfect well i really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show and i look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day thank you same here thanks thank for you. having me okay bye bye thanks for listening please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community sign up for our newsletter or to sponsor the show the music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.